Over the next few podcasts, we'll be talking about the spiritual gifts. What are they? How do they impact church culture? And does everybody have them? Join us as we have a conversation about spiritual gifts. My name is Pastor Aaron. And I'm Pastor Leon. And we'd like to welcome you to Calvary's Compass. All right, we're diving into the last bit of our um, series, I guess. I guess what we call um, it. Our little conversation through 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. We might split 14 up into two separate ones um, just because um, it's a little long. And yeah. it kind of seg- um, we're not. We're going to rush through it because yeah. there's a lot of things there. So yeah. we're going to... So we're going to kind of give it time. Um, But before we do that, we want to reread a little bit of um, 13 just so that we could get familiarized again with the passage. Um, What we talked about last time, what was the greatest gift, Pastor Leon? Love. The greatest gift of the Spirit is love. Love language. Yeah. And we're not denouncing Holy Spirit language. We're we're promoting that they, that the full measure of what the Holy language is is love. Is love. Yeah. That is the language of the Holy Spirit. If you lack love, then you lack everything. And that's what we're getting ready to read in chapter yep. 14. Absolutely. Um, so it says this um, from chapter 12, I mean, chapter 13, verse 12, it says, Now we see imperfectly like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Chapter 14, let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially um, about the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be able, you'll be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but will all be mysterious. The one who prophesies, strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Mm. We're going to pause there, actually. I kind of yeah, feel that, a pause. That's that says a lot there, and that's four verses. So what I'm understanding and what I'm getting with this, mm-hmm. prophecy is actually better than tongues yeah. in the list of lineup. Well, you read further down, yeah. and Paul talks about how, I wish you all speak in tongues. Yeah, we can read that. Yeah, go Verse ahead. 5, I wish you could all speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but even more, I wish you could all prophesy, for prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues, unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. So now, let's pause, because we'll pick up at 6. So now, why does Paul, I'm going to ask you a question so you can sure. answer. Why does Paul wish that all can speak in tongues? So that way you can personally be strengthened. Right. From what I'm gathering from this passage, tongues, unless it's interpreted, mm-hmm. is a personal gift yep. for yourself. For yourself. To, Just to, to edify To edify self. and build you up. Correct. It's not for everybody else. It's not for... Oh, man. <laughs> We're already diving in. Yeah. Um, it's not for us to get up on the stage and start speaking in tongues and, and unless there's an interpretation coming, right? You know, which you'll feel that in the moment. Yeah. But there, there are churches out there that you know get up and say, and I've been to the college, right. and I'm sure you've been there too, oh, absolutely. same college. You know, 
Now, pray in your heavenly language, church. Pray in your heavenly language. Let's let's all pray together in our heavenly language. And it's like, well, unless there's interpretation, it's not for the church. Well, I do understand that because what it's a fine line, and I'm trying to walk it very gingerly. Yeah. Because in building yourself up, stirring the you know stirring the spirit of God in you, there is a unction of praying in tongues. I'm not saying not in your personal time. No. I'm saying in a public setting. Well, it only if the public setting is really a dealing with a like it was, we're coming to a prayer meeting. That's and different. You know, this is prayer meeting. You know, this is what yep. it is. And someone gets up there and says that. That's different. Yes, you get what I'm right. saying. Right, I agree with that completely. Like if it's in that setting, or if you feel like if the pastor feels that it should go that direction right. in a regular service too. But every single Sunday, or right. you know, and I'm I'm guilty of it. I am too. I've done it myself. I'm guilty of it. I'm I'm guilty of you know feeling the Holy Spirit overwhelm me to the point where I get up and 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 speak in tongues. But but now. You know, after reading this, I'm very cautious to feel the discernment of the spirit to say, "Okay, is this meant for everybody, or is this just meant for me?" Correct. And so you, therefore, we'll see this more because I mean, we will read about it because it's going to talk about the languages and various things. But really, Paul's saying, "I wish you all speak in tongues." Why? Because it edifies you; it builds you up. He wants each every person in the church to be built up and to be edified in the spirit, so that we can come together. Yes. Yeah. When you come together, then you should be able to release prophecy. And it doesn't mean that you you feel an unction. You go and say, hey, God told me to tell you. And really, if God didn't tell you and you feel that in your heart, that's what you're saying. And it's not God. Then don't say it's God told you. This is why we need to understand if is this my spirit or God's spirit speaking. Right. Because if it's your spirit and this is what you're feeling and this is what you feel impressed for someone, it can be totally different than the spirit of God speaking in you. Right. And so you need to know the voice of God, how he's speaking, because you can misinterpret it. I mean, it's also really easy to hear gossip and then Mm -hmm. put your opinion on it and say, it's thus says the Lord. I've had that happen before to me, Mm -hmm. you know, where people will know of a situation that I'm going through and they're like, well, just God, just God wants me to tell you this, that, and the other. And it's like, well, you know, anybody could have said that. Is this your advice or is this his God? Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. And like, you know, let let your spirit discern which Correct. is which, you know. When I hear Holy Spirit, um, I make sure I, I cut off all influences, meaning I don't listen to social media. I don't listen to the mainstream media. I don't allow uh, various platforms to influence right. me and my thinking. It has to be God influence, Holy Spirit influence. That's the, right. I mean, not everybody needs to do this. This is something I feel God's called me to do. He, he, I felt this in two, 2020 because there's a lot of voices going on around us. Yeah. And I needed to hear God's voice. So I started shutting everything out. And that way, that way, when I hear the voice of God, Holy Spirit, I know, and, if, and it confirms with someone, I know it's Holy Spirit influenced. And I know that as Holy Spirit spoke it, it's it's not by someone telling me yeah. this was going on with somebody. That's why I kind of really don't like to talk to a lot of people before church. Right. Because I don't want that to influence, to influence what God's saying. In correct. The because in the past, I'll be honest with you, I've had people say, you know, come to me before church, unload their problems. And then it eventually spills out in my sermon. Yep. Not saying names, but I'm just saying, 
you know, when I'm preaching, it, it, it stays in my head. Yeah, because so, we're human beings. We're human beings, correct. So I, I don't like outside influence. But here's, here's a newsflash, right? Just because somebody echoes another prophet's voice doesn't make you a prophet. You're a prophet, and we've had talked to people says, I'm, I'm, I'm anointed with prophecy. Well, if you're anointed with prophecy, how did you get your prophecy? Well, I listened to so-and-so, and I had to understand it, and it leads to my spirit. Then that's called revelation yeah. and illumination. Doesn't that's make not you a prophet. prophetic word. No. And the thing is, you know, prophecy 90% of the time is not going to be doom and gloom. No. Mm-mm. It's not going to be... Um, Hey, watch out. This mm-hmm. bad thing is coming to America. And, you know, if so-and-so doesn't become president, then this, that, and the other. Right. That's right. not the entirety of prophecy. Now, that is a portion of it, if that's really what God is saying. Right. But during the 2020 Trump election, yeah, how many prophets prophesied that Trump would be back in office and reality is he's not? Well, they still have a leg to stand on right now because they say that he can literally get back in. And that's a fulfillment of prophecy, but we, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. And I'm not sitting here saying this, that, and the other, but right. Typically, when God says something, it's factual, correct, and it's almost instantaneous, right? You know, when it comes to that spectrum, no, right? Always instantaneous. I'm saying when it comes to that spectrum. True, I get what you're saying. I think I think when it comes to the that you know prophecy, I think we need to be careful. And again, I'll say this again. Is it God or is it your spirit? Saying? Or is it something that you want to happen so you try to prophesy, prophesy it, it into existence? Like declaring it as a declaration, right. calling it prophecy. I mean, if it, if it, I'm not, like, listen, I'm not political. I don't like mm. politics. I don't vote. Mm. I don't. And, you know, you, I, I'm probably get hate from it. I, I just choose not to. Understand. Um, so I'm out of the spectrum. I don't really have a right to say anything, but here's what I'm saying, right? God is very particular with his prophecies. Mm-hmm. Had they said Trump's going to lose this election and then he'll, be re-elected. he'll get reelected in 2024, that's different. Yeah. But they said, but they were saying Trump's going to win this election and be back in office. Well, then you have those who say, well, you know, it was stolen from him. It was supposed to have been his and... You know, the enemy steals. And but, he's a thief. but the thing is, is God a liar? Right. He would have said it. I agree with you. I think if if Trump would have to have lost and go get reelected, God would have said, you know, one term It's not a one term wonder. It's it's a one term plus two or something to that nature. Something that, God would yeah. have been very clear saying what he needed to say. There's no, look, it's not a puzzle with God. We try to puzzle it ourselves when we hear of the voice of God. And we try to p- put it within our frameworking of how it fits in our narrative. Yeah. But what we've learned is, and, and I'm sure you've, you've learned it, so I say we. I'm forgiving if I'm speaking for you. Sure. Yeah, but what we have learned is that a lot of times when God speaks, um, you cannot try to narrate what it is God is saying. Right. Just say it. Right. Let it go. Right. And you could can't put your own assertions into yeah. what God's saying. You or cannot thought process. You know the Bible says, "Do not add or take away from the Word of God." It's Correct. not specifically singly talking about the Bible. It's talking about any time prophecy is said. Mm-hmm. You cannot infer into what God is saying. You cannot read into Correct. what He's saying. And so, I honestly, and I and I know that you know, um, God did prophesy a little bit about um, political things back with 
with David, right? He said, you know, Saul's unanointed and David mm-hmm. is anointed. But I think that's a different spectrum than what we're dealing with in today's culture and society, which is why Jesus warns us to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees Correct. and of the Sadducees. The Sadducees tried to mix political with religion. And we see a lot of Sadducees today when it comes to prophecy, where they're trying to um, really dictate and prophesy into um, politics, when in reality, there's a kingdom that transcends any political spectrum on the planet, and that's the kingdom of God. And if the kingdom of God is ruling and reigning, it doesn't matter who is in office, it doesn't matter who is the president, you know, God will do what God wants to do. Right. Um, even, for example, when, when you're—so this is why prophecy is so important. Prophecy is not always foretelling the future. Prophecy no. is, all, is also declaring what has been said by Over God. Over people. Like, right. This is what, how I see prophecy. Partially, yes, it is foretelling, yeah. right? Foretelling not the future. Not completely, though. But it's not entirely foretelling the future, mm-hmm. right? I'd say about maybe 5-10% is foretelling the, right. the future. The 90% of the time when you prophesy over somebody, it's something God's already told them and they're just waiting for a confirmation for it. Yes. Um, I'm trying to find a particular verse here because I think it, it, this is kind of would be appropriate for this. It says, um, okay, so Psalms 103.20 says, Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his words. So here's here's what you got to understand. When as you as a child of God, this is why Paul was saying that prophecy is more advantageous than mm. speaking in tongues. Not that tongues is wrong. Tongues no. is a private part in your in your right. private place that you receive encouragement. Right, and it's in those times of tongues and interpretations with your own private life where you get those words of prophecy. Absolutely. When you come to the body mm-hmm. and you can go to so-and-so and say, hey, the Lord said that this is almost over for you. Right. That's when prophecy comes into it. And so here's how this works. So when you're when you're hearing God's voice and he's speaking to you, what you're doing, and then you go and declare, there's a difference. Yes. When you declare that God's word, you are a prophet, you've come into a land of declaring the word of the Lord. When you preach the word of the Lord, you're you're prophesying God's word. You follow what I'm saying to you. So, you listeners, this is why it's so important that when you become a, when you operate in the prophetic gift, yes, and that's that's not you know fortune reading, fortune telling. You know, this is not what this is. No, this is declare prophecy is to um, what was the words we to saw to build up the and, body. And right. something else to tell, to proclaim or to tell forth. Or yes, to tell forth and and empower. I yes. believe. So, so the angels, and when I'm reading from Psalms one to three twenty, they are waiting to do the bidding of the word mm. of God. Yeah. So you declare God's word. Guess what? You have God's ministering angels around you, waiting to hear the word declared, and so that they operate. Only on God's word, not because you control them, because you're not supposed to control them. It is they operate fully on the word of the Lord. Right. That's the only thing they can operate right. on. His words, not they yours. They move on his words. Yeah. And so reason why he uses human beings is because he's given man dominion. We go yep. all the way back in Genesis yep. and we learned that. We've talked about it many times. But then now you're dealing with a dominion perspective, releasing authority. Where heaven and earth is working together. Right. Everything has to yeah. be lined up in harmony. Yep. Meaning, well, you know, once the White House gets lined up and then the church gets lined up, then we're, we're back in harmony. No. That's not true. 
It's it's your perspective. You are lining up to the will of God, not you, not God lining up to your will. You're lining up to God's will, and you know what God's saying. Guess what? Then you declare what He's saying. You're you're prophesying the word of the Lord. Mm. You're you're at work and or you're doing something, and God releases a verse, and you feel it's a, applied to a situation. Guess what you're doing? You're prophesying the word of the Lord. Yep. You, you, you see, I want I wish we get this more because. Because it, because I grew up thinking I'm a prophet, you know, hearing hearing people come up, I'm prophet so and so. Well, what does that mean, prophet? So I guess that means you can read my mail. Yeah, you know what I mean. And at times that happens. I mean, just this past Sunday, um, or a couple Sundays ago rather, we were having a different move of the Spirit of God, and God gave me a word of knowledge, but He never told me who it was for. Now that's a different perspective on prophet. Right. But then right. there are times, many, many, many times. I'd say a good 99.9% when we get up and declare the word of the Lord that's prophecy. and our preaching, that's prophecy. When you're, you're walking through the mall and God gives you a, a, a revelation of scripture and then you come run up to somebody that fits the mold of what the revelation is and you release that word, that's prophecy. Even if you're like just living your life, right? Right. And you... Um, feel this person so deeply on your heart and then you get a Bible verse and you send that Bible verse to them and say, hey, this came to me. You know, I really feel like you need to hear this verse. And, um, you know, you just say, hey, I'm praying for you. That's prophecy too. Right. I remember um, when your mother and I, I think you were born, we were we were visiting a friend of ours who, who his father-in-law had started a church in Raleigh. And we went to go visit this church, and um, surprisingly, some people that were running our, the school that you and I went to in two different times was actually helping this particular really? church. Really? And so they branched off of a mainline church and started their own church. And Interesting. because of, the church said that you should be walking around praying and speaking in tongues in public. Okay? Um, you should be hearing the voice of God speaking His Word. Yeah. And of course, they didn't like that. So they built a church or trying to build a church, mainly just speaking in tongues only. So this, now check, check this out. I don't think I've ever told you this. No. So this person standing on the platform, okay, and he's saying what he feels God's needs to say. And when he's not saying anything, he's speaking in tongues. What? And then he says something else needs to say. And when he, so that means, you know, how some preachers have. You know, a little habit of doing something like, and a ha ha, or God said, you know, they clap their hands. I've seen a lot of little, yeah, little niche things. So, this is what this guy was doing. Every time he didn't say anything, he was praying in tongues, just waiting for something else to say. This is what Paul's saying. Even when I was in Bible school and I was living in the dorms, my dorm room number is 122. Mine was 121. We were 121. Mine was 122. And we were living in the dorms. And I was in my room just reading my Bible like a normal person should do, you know. Yeah. And this guy screaming up and down the hallways, praying in tongues. And I'm like, I just want to read in peace. Like, bro, it's 3 a.m. chill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's where it's done in a private corner. Because it says, when you go pray, shut your door. Mm. Do it in private. And they call it a closet. Yep. Go, in, go somewhere private so you can pray in that way. 
not that you're doing it wrong if you act, if you do it and say, oh, I just prayed in tongues. I'm sorry, I messed up. You no, it's not something that you have to methodically. No, you know, there's a, there's an organic way about things. Yeah, by the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. But what here Paul is saying is, I wish that all you can speak in tongues, but even more, I wish all of you should prophesy. Why? Because he says, for prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues unless someone interprets what you're saying. So, so that, that the whole church is strengthened. This is why we're lacking in the, in the body of Christ. Because we're leaning so much on praying in tongues that we're missing prophetic words releasing to the body. Yeah. That encourages one another. Yep. And and I think I think we've totally in the Pentecostal movement have skewed our. We've gotten it wrong almost to the point where we're we have put all our eggs in one basket, so to speak, mm. and we're not diversifying because the Bible talks about there's many gifts of the Spirit. Mm. That's diversifying. Yeah. We hit it a couple podcasts ago that, you know, God may gift you with one thing. doesn't mean that's your only gift. Right. You need to be open and ready to receive, to be used in other giftings mm-hmm. as necessary and as needed. Yep. But, but the you know, we know the greatest gift is love. Is love. And that's why verse 1 talks about that's the highest goal. Mm. Yeah. But but then but so let's look at could we go ahead and hit verse six real quick? Yeah, dear brothers and sisters, if I should come to you speaking an unknown language, how would that help you? Hmm. If I bring you a revela- a revelation or special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will help you. See there? Do you see do you see what I'm saying? If we're to influence not just people in the church, but people that come into the church. Mm-hmm. It, it, Paul starts talking about this that that's going to change a heart quicker than you coming up spitting in their face, ba 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 ba. Okay, I'm not I'm not mocking the Holy Spirit. I'm just trying to get you an understanding how important this is mm. that we have to be wise. Yep. There are times and, and there's place a level for there's a level of condemnation where in the Pentecostal movement, if someone doesn't speak in tongues, like and you're not filled with the spirit, right? There's, and, and we have family members who have literally said that yeah. very thing. Yeah, we have. And it's sad. And there's a level of condemnation where they say, well, you're not spiritual, you know, where, you know, people who don't speak in tongues, I would think are almost more spiritual in, in <laughs> other aspects. And I, I don't know, man, it's just, why has the church, and this is just me speaking from right, my heart, just a hypothetical right. thing. Why has the church only limited to the Holy Spirit's, Holy Spirit's effect of your life to speaking in tongues? I mean, just just this morning, you and I were talking about this ch- church pastor, yeah, who who got like death threats and yeah, and who got who got accused of of be of you know being you know homosexual and stuff. You can that sit there. Yeah. I mean, this guy is a guy that we know personally We've known for a long time. And dude, you know that church lacks love. They lack the Holy Spirit. That is a spiritless church. Well, because this pastor, you know, his denomination—I'm not going to name it or list it—now accepts homosexuality. And so, oh, we should go condemn them and burn the church down and denominate false. You know, false. His goal was, well, you know what? I'm going to embrace that thought and invite homosexuals in my church, even put out the rainbow flag, so that homosexuals can come in and hear the gospel. That was his... It's not us that brings the change, it's God. Right, and I thought, wow, that's actually bold. 
<laughs> to be honest with right. you. I can guarantee if I go outside my church and put out a rainbow flag, oh my, get the third degree, but I get what he was doing. Maybe he should be talking to his church before he would have done that to explain his purpose of why he's doing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Kind of yeah. give, let people, let your people know what you're getting ready to do in your council mm-hmm. before you just go out and do it. And The purpose behind it. Yeah. I mean, we don't agree with it, right? We don't agree with the homosexuality. Um, lifestyle. Lifestyle. But, but we, we are. We love. Loving and caring towards them. Yep. And we do not judge them. Yes. And that's, that's the ultimate goal, I think, is what was trying to be said. But, um, yeah, I think with with that it's it's very dicey waters. Yeah. You know, I mean yeah. it's but but the fact of the matter is whether there's a rainbow flag out front or not, you know, whether you say you accept homosexuality or you don't, the church should still love regardless. And and I don't know, it's just to me it's not as important. No. I I just think if we could just stick with the gospel yeah. And just love God, love people, and let the Word start dividing those things from people's lives. Really. Because, I mean, I don't know why we jump in on this topic, but I think it was basically about, you know... If you lack love. Lack love. So, you know, if you, if you have the gifts of the Spirit, but you lack love, that's a lack love thing right. to and do. That's, and, that's, and that is the love language is something we need to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's... What the church is lacking, right? All of us, not just the church, the, the church at whole, at whole, not Mount Calvary. I'm no, not saying, yeah, no. I'm saying the church at large, yeah, is very, and um, with the uh, Jesus Revolution now coming up to Netflix, right? You know, I saw that, yeah, it came to Netflix, and we saw, it, I saw it in theaters, right? You know, the way that the church was to the hippies mm-hmm. is the way that the church is to the homosexuals, yeah, nowadays, and. Again, not condemning their life, not 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 uh, agreeing with their lifestyle, but how are they going to know unless someone tells them? Right. How are they going to experience and feel the love of God? You know, if no one's going to tell them about it, it's good news. It's so good news, and I think that as well as part of is is part of prophecy, right? And part of gifts of the Holy Spirit, where we love people enough to say, you know, I may not accept what you're doing. Right. But I'm still going to love you and show the love of Christ in hopes that one day God will reveal to you and, and convince you that, that, you know, his way is yeah. better. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know if you remember, we, we had a while back ago, um, I would, I can't put a particular year frame of it, but a while back ago, we had some people who came in who were lesbians. Um, they were. They never felt uncomfortable. Well, then that means you didn't have the anointing of God flowing in your church. They didn't feel Wrong. uncomfortable. No, because you know we we loved them. We didn't try to make them change. We loved them. We were there for them. They 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 were there in a lot of our fellowships and various things. I don't think a lot of people knew that they're lesbians. I don't know. I didn't. I don't even know who you're talking about. I'll have to tell <laughs> you later because I don't want to bring names up. But um, until one day, this person. Um, started needed to make an appointment with me to to talk more about their lifestyle, and I never brought it up, never talked about it, never you know, you know, never made it my topic of sermon. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 
until we, we sat down and, you know, that person asked questions. And I said, well, I'm not going to give you my opinion. Let's just look at what the Word says. Because I don't believe my opinion matters. No. I believe what really matters is what God says. Right. And God does condemn it. He yeah. doesn't agree with it. Right. And I think I think when we when we let the word speak for itself, yeah. and we're not putting our opinions in. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is still about prophecy. Yep. You know, you understand. It's not about your opinion, your inflections of what it should be. It is basically if you are declaring the word of the Lord in that moment, not your doctrine, not your philosophy, not what you assume should be, your interpretation. Just let the word go forth. Let the word do what needs to do. God, God established it. Let's let let's use what He's established. His words. Yep. And so, so therefore, after a while, that person ended up not coming back to church. Never treated. They came couples couple Sundays later to see how I was going to respond. I mean, they were coming Sunday and Wednesday night. Really? Oh yeah. Darn, I don't remember. I don't even know who you're talking. That's how discreet I guess it was. Yeah, it was very discreet and I knew about it. But I but the point is this. If I went up to that person and started God said, you know what I'm saying? I think we would not love that person or those people the way they needed to be loved. Yeah, it's God that does the convicting, not us. Correct. So one plants one waters, one waters. God, God brings the increase. So I didn't know if I was planting or watering at that moment. But I knew God was going to get the increase because it wasn't about my opinion. Yeah. It was about God's word. I mean, back to what you said, you know, well, you didn't have the power of the spirit. You didn't have the power of the spirit. Let me tell you something. I went to a college that's <laughs> title was the school of the spirit <laughs> who literally has homosexual people up on stage worshiping and leading the school and leading <laughs> certain things of the school. Yeah, I, I noticed that. So it's like, dude, you know, that was the school of the spirit and Still, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it's, I don't know. These are the times that are trying times, and, and these are but moments. the thing that really ticks me off, I think, is that we say that homosexuality is the worst sin. But I'm telling you, God sees every sin equal. Every sin. There's In no his big eyes, or little. Every sin is equal. Yeah. And, and and we have to be so operating in love and prophecy that that we don't see one sin as worse than the other. Well, since we're on the subject still in love, I'm going to interject this. I was I showed your mother today, and I I, I was just getting on a reel. I, I don't I'm not on TikTok, by the way, but I was on this I one particular TikTok. reel, and um, this one reel came back came up, and this one preacher was talking about modest apparel. Uh, is that the is that the old dude about cutting your hair? No, 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 okay. no. This it was a young guy. I guess he was in his late twenties, early thirties. He was a pastor. He was talking about these people need to be in modest apparel. This is how. <laughs> so, so and then he proceeds to say that you know um, that he was he was he was in his van with his family driving to a particular store, and I'm not going to name the store. And he was driving this particular store, and he was saying that he saw these young girls with their shorts up to their butt cheeks. Well, how did he know that? Well, because he was looking. And he says, let your light shine. There was a lot more shining than God's light, he said. (laughs) It sounds like a joke, don't it? But what I'm saying is when we love people and not sit there and dissect people's lives, their choices in life— you understand, and when we show the language of love, that is the greatest gift we can present itself, the love of God. 
It's beyond speaking in tongues. Yep. It's be, I mean, it gets to the point. This is let your, it says again, verse one, let your love be the highest goal. And so it just burns me up. But I know. what about people that, that are overseas, mm-hmm. right? That, that are literally in poverty stricken countries. Yeah. We have, we have poverty communities just in our state over West Virginia. Right. In the upper mountains. They don't have money to afford clothes. I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, they can come into church butt naked. Right, right. You know, but but overseas they do. Yeah. Overseas they they don't have the money for clothes. Mm. They don't have the money to 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 and you want to sit there and say that that they can't come to church like that? I'm telling you what, dude, there's like a movement of love that's mm-hmm. that should sweep across this Absolutely. nation that breaks us down to our core to to show us it's not about what you wear, what about what you look like. It's not about what what you've done, what drugs you've just smoked right before you walk into here. Mm-hmm. Dude, what matters is I'm going to sit here and I'm going to show the love of Christ to you because you're the person that needs it the most. Right. And it's not our job to judge; it's our job stupid. to love. That's so stupid. Yeah, I know. And I heard it. I was like, I can't believe that. But it's it's going on more than you think, and and but this is why you know this is why this is important that we as God's people should be so focused on the greatest, highest goal that's beyond tongues. Yep, it's love. Our spirituality is really based by love, not by how long you've been praying and speaking in tongues or prophesying. Because all those are going to fade. Yep. Love will always remain. And the way that Paul's saying it, it's um, love, mm-hmm. then prophecy, yep. then speaking in tongues. Yep. You know what I'm saying? With prophecy is teaching. Yep. Prophecy is 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 teaching. It's it's preaching. It's it's giving people words of knowledge. That's prophecy. That's prophecy. You know. And so, um, love should be number one. You should always operate from a place of love. Then out of it flows prophecy and then building up yourself and building up, you know, but, but I mean, in verse seven, we're going to continue reading, I guess. Can you read verse six to go yep, to verse, verse seven? Si- verse six to go to verse seven. Dear brothers and sisters, if I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? How would that, um, how would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation or some, some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Even lifeless instruments like the flute or harp must play the notes clearly mm. or no one would recognize the melody. Mm. If the, the bugler doesn't sound a call, a clear call, how will the soldiers know that they're being called to battle? Mm. It's the same for you. If you speak to people in words they do not understand, how will they know what you are saying? <laughs> Dude, that's clear. That's very clear. <laughs> you might as well be uh, talking to empty space, it says. Oh, my gosh. Verse 9, you might as well be talking to empty space. Verse 10, there are many different languages in the world, and every language has meaning. But if I don't understand a language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it. Mm. And the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. And the same is true for you. Since you are so eager to have the special ability the Spirit gives, seek those that will strengthen the whole mm. church. So let's stop. Dude. So, what, So okay, I know people today who are saying, man, be, I just, not, I'm not talking about my church. I'm talking about, I was talking to another minister in another state, okay? And they, they said, man, if I could just pray for this person, this person get healed. And, the, and the, you know, that would be the most amazing thing. That God would just grant me with a with a gift of healing. Mm. Mm. 
I'm just let dramatic pause. That's because I'm letting you your wheels turn here. Because he's saying here. <laughs> mm, if you speak to people in words they don't understand, how are we gonna know what they're saying? Mm -hmm. I was supposed to talk them to empty space. That smacks you right across the face, don't <laughs> there there has to be clear understanding yeah. in our language. And 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 again. If you're catching on midstream, we're not denouncing Holy Spirit, the heavenly language of that. We're not saying you shouldn't be doing speaking in tongues. What we're saying is there's times you do and there's times you don't. When you're in, when you're trying to witness to people. Now, let's just say you're in church and you're worshiping. You just feel Holy Spirit rise up. Okay, that's great. That's fine. Do it there. That's fine too. Yep. But when you're, if I'm, you know, if I'm leading a group and teaching a group, or you're trying to talk to someone. And you're trying to share what Holy Spirit's involved revealed to you, then just say what you got to say. Yeah. Don't make a big dramatic scene so that people can receive this is from God. I think people will know it's from God because your words confirm where they are in life. Mm. You're prophesying the word of the Lord, whether it be knowledge, word of knowledge, or words of wisdom from the gospel. Mm. You're releasing prophetic words. And you're helping people gain an understanding of where they are in life and in life situation. See, this is when we started this, and we started verse four, no, chapter fourteen. We we're like, you know, we thought, okay, we're gonna deal with prophecy. We didn't know how deep we we're gonna go with this, but Holy Spirit, see, we're being prophetic to you because Holy Spirit's unfolding this even more. Some of you are getting a light bulb over your head, ding, and 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 and. Um, and you're you're gaining a knowledge about something different. Or there's some of you who can say, "Well, Pastor Leon and Pastor Aaron is just totally off. They don't understand this is wrong." Because I talked with somebody the other day. He says, "I really like to hear you preach. Some things I don't agree with everything you say, but I still like it." I'm thinking, "Well, you don't agree with me. I'm just telling you what the Holy Spirit's told me. Mm. I'm not giving you some something that is I pulled out of the ground, pulled right? out of the ground, or some internet or some wild doctrine. I only say what Holy Spirit says. Mm. Period. I don't add." I just say what he says. Mm. <laughs> I, know I have a lot to say on that, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. That's, but that's the point. What I'm saying is people don't understand because when we're raised a certain way, you have to unlearn to learn. But think about it. When Jesus preached, he talked about the different soils mm -hmm. that it would go into, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And 